Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the FlowTrack Podcast. FlowTrackPodcast at gmail.com is our email address. Please write in. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and on our website, flowtrack.org slash podcasts. We have some results to recap from the weekend, non-Monaco. If you want to go back and figure out what we thought about Monaco, just go back to the Friday show. We posted that one late. And then also looking forward to some top flight meets this week as well. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. How you doing, Gordon? NBA playoffs, baby. Here we go. It's like March Madness every day in the NBA. I'm excited. Sixers, Celtics. That's all that matters. I'm going to be a week from now. I'm going to be depressed and sleeping in my bed all day because Sixers are going to lose. But it's okay because we're an NBA and track podcast. Uh, But enough of the NBA. Back to the track. Um, Yeah, doing all right. Good weekend. I went kayaking on the. I went uh, kayaking and paddleboard. I was kayaking. Buddies were paddleboarding on Lake Travis. Yo, there is not social yes. distancing on Lake Travis right now because we went, we got on the paddle boards and the kayak and we mm-hmm. went down the river towards like Barton Springs area. And apparently over there, the water's a little bit cooler because it's coming from the springs and the water is only like five feet deep. So it was literally okay. like a giant mass group party of people just standing in the river with their paddle boards, just drinking. So I felt like I was at like a like a Cancun like party grove or something like that. But it was fun. Wow. Yeah. Did, did they want the colder water Texas. or the warmer water? They want the colder water. Because it was like 160, okay. 106 degrees. You need that cool down. You need that cool off. I don't know. Aren't you not even? Isn't it kind of toxic? Tell like nah, for dogs. I know you're not. Yeah, you're not like drinking it. You're just like standing in it. Okay. You're oh. drinking toxic water, aka beer. So like whatever, it's fine. <laughs> exact same thing. All right, thing. Uh, let's run through these results, and you could we could just go pretty quickly through these. You can give me your reaction, and then we can spend more time on the ones that stand out to you. But Music City Distance Carnival, Oliver Hoare, three thirty four for him and he did it 
the hard way. Didn't have much help over the last couple laps, really push it out. Kind of reminded me of Josh Kerr's win uh, a couple weeks back at one of those big friendly meets there. But gets under that, I know the time won't count for qualifying, but gets under that 335 threshold. What do you think of this as a sign going forward for, for Mr. Oliver Hoare? I mean, it's a good sign, right? Uh, times 334 is like this weird barrier for or sub 335 is like this barrier for these like post collegiate stars to kind of show that they're ready to enter the next level because no more before you're a 337 guy or 338 guy and you're in the top five mm -hmm. in your in the NCAA and then you sometimes people get stuck in that 336 337 range and then never be able to make that big break to be able to compete with 330 guys 329 guys because Yes, you may never be a 329 guy, but if you can run 334, likely you have the ability to be good enough to beat a 330 guy if it's the right type of race by like being a sick kick. Yeah. Because, you know, I think 334 is like that base foundation of endurance strength that you need to be able to translate it into a championship style race. You know, you rarely see someone with a PB over 335 like compete well mainly because that's the standard you have to at least run under the p under the standard to be at right. the world championship level but you need to be a 334 or faster runner to be any relevance on the international stage you know now obviously we just saw at monaco you know two people run 328 some 329s and it kind of comparatively like oh that's a different league, but I do think 334 athletes are in the same league as 328 athletes when it comes to championship racing. You see that with the Craig Angles type. Centro can go an entire year only running like 334 once and then be in the final. You know, so it's a good sign for Oliver Hoare. I mean, it's 22, 23, uh, and it seems to not lost a beat. It's kind of wild to think like you're ready to run the indoor mile in March, then your season's mm -hmm. taken away from you. And then eight months later, you're running this, a massive PB. So it's like good for him to be able to stay focused and not let the, the depression or like the, 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 the unnerving of losing your last collegiate season, the, st the stress of finding a sponsor and even maybe even the uncertainty of a different training plan, right? When you're joining a new pro group, so far, it's all going together because you walk on the track and you run 334, your first time under Dathan, you're mm -hmm. like, hey, I guess I made a right decision <laughs> so far, you know? Chalk it up to the coaching at that point. Guy's a genius. Oh, yeah. I I wonder if the 1500, though, is going to change at least for the next couple of championships because of how we saw a chariot run. If it's going to be harder for that 322 or 332, 334 type runner to hang around because he's just going to stretch this whole thing out and make it a real race. And I wonder if the, the price of admission is much higher in those for those medal spots. Still could get to finals because tactics still have to play in, into finals, specifically if you're not in, in Timothy Chariot's heat. But I, I just wonder if that might be a thing that changes a little bit in this, in this next couple of years. Yeah, I could see that because I do not see the 2016 version of the Olympic final happening in 2021, right? Like, right, right. Chariot's aren't going to let that happen. 
And but I do agree though, it's but it is tactical through all the rounds. So we're gonna get a bunch of three thirty four guys in that final who are more tactical type races. And then it's gonna be like half the field is gonna be the three thirty threes, three thirty four type guys, and then the other half is gonna be we run three twenty nine. You know, so mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting to see. You know, because if maybe if half the field are not like Tim Chariot, they're able to find a way to force Chariot not to be able to pull it away, right? Get in front mm-hmm. of them. You know, I know every yes. runner thinks they're the best. Every runner thinks they're the best runner in the race, so they never want to think strategy of how to beat someone. But I mean, we're already previewing the Olympic final here. But if you want to win a medal, you need to find a way to not let Chariot take it out. I mean, yeah. you rarely see that type of strategy in racing where you're like keying in on one person and trying to screw up their race because everyone wants to just think about running your own race. That's like always a mantra. Run your own race. Don't worry about the people around you. But in this situation, you got to run Chariot's race. You have to stop him from his race and then run your own race. But you know, yeah, these guys are – well. Olympic caliber athletes, they're not going to think that way. They're going to think, I'm here for a reason. If I just run my best race, I win. So, I was surprised after the Doha 1500 how many people we talked to in the mix zone that said, yeah, we were running for silver. They were just, they didn't say it before the race, but after the race, they basically admitted like when he went out there and went out that hard, they knew what he was going to do. And then everybody made that second pack yeah. and it got all broken up and weird because when someone makes that big of a move, then everybody scrambles a bit. I'll be I'll be interested to see to track that in the next next couple of years. I mean, Jacob Ingebrigtsen has pretty good template for how to deal with it. He let him go in Monaco and then just gradually caught back up. Didn't get him the gold, but it got him really close to beating him. Yeah, I mean, we I think about that Monaco race. What do you think would happen if Chariot didn't go out in 52 seconds? If he went out in 54, maybe we would have two world records. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, women's 15 from the Music City Distance Carnival. A couple PRs up front from Team Boss. Corey McGee, 403.64. And Emma Coburn, 403.82. Right down to the wire there. I think since we're previewing meets that are going to happen next year, let's just go ahead and talk about the Olympic trials next year. I think you're going to have to, you're not necessarily going to have to run under four for the women in that final, but you're going to have to be in sub four shape, I think, to to make the women's Olympic team in the 1500. Agree? Disagree? Disagree. I don't think you need to be sub four shape to get third. Sorry, I'm being contrarian on your hot take, but no, uh, it's fine. I think I I I just think that the two up front are going to pull people there, and there's enough depth yeah. of people. There's enough depth of people coming into the year at like the four hundred two, four hundred three range that one of them is going to break through. No, you can be contrarian. That's fine. Yeah. Well, That's do we also think that? Show. I mean, we always I talk about this on pod, like trying to predict the end of great athletes. Right? When is Allison Felix's last year of relevancy? When is Shannon going to be done about Jenny because they made every team right? Uh, we talk about the 1500 being so deep, right? With obviously Shelby, Jenny, Sinclair, Kate Grace, Nikki Hiltz, 
throwing Corey McGee there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm missing someone, right? Who am I missing? I think it's for now. Yeah, yeah. But like in reality, only one of them is really a, a consistent like we know is like sub four. The other one has the history of sub four, but could potentially only be in four one shape just based on age and like at the end of her career, which would be Jenny Simpson. And the rest of them are all like four oh they're four flat to four oh two women, right? Or four oh three. So I don't know. I feel like I'm not going to be on the everyone needs to be a sub four runner to make the team until we see consistent like bad races are 401. You know, I don't know. I feel yeah, like a yeah. lot of these. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we're there yet. I think I don't think we have the depth yet of having multiple sub fours in like the Olympic trials final yet. I mean, it'll be crazy if like the top three all run sub four, but I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, and I'm not to be clear. I'm not saying in that race. I'm just saying no, you yeah, need yeah. to be that in that that type of shape. I I just think someone's going to break through. I don't think next year will be the year that Jenny Simpson drops off. I think she'll be fine, just like she was in the Doha final. She finished a ways back, but she ran super duper fast. So, okay, so you're in mind 403 McGee chipping away at her PR. That's a good sign. Obviously, Emma Coburn for a steepler, dropping her personal best in the 1500 is just helping more and more. But did you know that she never on a 5K, Gordon? Just kidding. We have I to know. keep that going. <laughs> keep that going. Uh, men's men's mile. They did a 1500 and a mile. And Karen Tune Tavate won it 357 87. But farther down the results in seventh place, Reinhardt Harrison, 16 year old, ran 401 34 to break the sophomore class record that once belonged to Edward Cheserek. What was it? Was it 403? 403, yeah, 403. So two seconds faster. Now, does that count? Yeah. Are you still a sophomore on August 16th? <laughs> I know, right? Like, he's not a sophomore. He's a junior now, right? It's like school like starts when, next week. Yeah, when, does he come, when does he become a junior? Yeah. I, he already yeah, crossed yeah, it. Yeah. I feel like you know, you, it's like the new year happens. What like when's the NBA new year happen? July thirty first. It's like that. We need yeah, the, yeah. the new year happens. Once you're in August, you're not in your previous grade. You're in the new grade. I mean, what grade did you say you were in? If it was August and you were in high school, and someone said, "What grade are you in?" What'd you tell them? Well, I'd always say I'm gonna be because we always want to be older. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be a junior. Is what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna be a senior or. The fancy way to say it is he's a rising junior. That's, rising that's junior. the way you'd say it. I I would not be against it, just like a hard cutoff date of like these are when high school performances or college performances stop counting. And I know because the world championships changes and the trials change and the U.S. champs change, so you want to include some of that stuff. But I would be fine with it just saying, you know what, August 1st, that's it. If you do it on July well, 31st, you're good. The, August 1st, you don't. The thing is, there are schools that have started, right? Like classes have yeah, begun yeah, some yeah. places, right? So. If a school year somewhere in the country begins, <laughs> that's the deadline. So I feel like that was last Monday, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, regardless, whether or not he's a sophomore, a junior, heck, even if he was a senior, 401 still good. Yeah. That's it. I mean, if my first reaction when I, when I saw that, I was just thinking, man, four flat means nothing anymore. Like – we uh, we need to stop it with the sub fours a barrier. It's just not like these kids are just so better now. 
and the world is just better. Like it's not 1980, right? We are, it's 2020. And I think now again, it's still a barrier. And every time you run sub four, whether or not you're in high school or college or whatever, it's still going to be an incredible feat individually. But like, I just think that we have technology, I would say no, but like, we just are, we're just better as a country the at internet. running and it, the, the, the internet. And I don't know, we're just developed better that a 401 by a technical sophomore slash junior in 2020 is basically the same thing as a four as like a sophomore or junior running for 12, 20 years ago. Right. We're just, mm-hmm. we're just better now. They did. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just I... crazy. It's crazy though that we're better, right? It's just crazy. Because we can. Well, eat... but then you look. Here's the thing: we can get even better, right? Because you have someone like Jacob Ingebrigtsen, who was like running what? In as a well, when he was. I mean, when he was fourteen, I think he had a he was a three forty eight, fifteen hundred. So that's like a four hundred five mile when he was fourteen. So basically, when he was a high school, when he would have been a high school freshman, he was. He was mid mid four O's at that point. Roughly. Let's see what he wrote. Here's another way to think. Here's another way to think of it though, Gordon. Joshua Cheptegai averaged about four oh threes for his five K <laughs> on Friday. If you wanna if you want another fact to change your your perception on the meaning of, of sub four. The age sixteen record is Jacob three fifty six. Okay. And the age okay. seventeen is three fifty two. Yeah. Well, age fifteen is again four hundred eight. Age what is four hundred eight? Fifteen. Age fifteen is four hundred eight. Okay. Hmm. Vulnerable. I think that one, that one's some low hanging fruit there. Fifteen year olds get to work just front of four hundred eight. I thought, I thought someone it. can get that. Yeah. No, it's going to get lower and lower and lower and lower. And I thought the more, I mean, a more noteworthy and just in terms of international uh, relevance time from a high schooler, again, this now this would be a, what, a rising senior? So this would definitely be a college freshman was Justin Robinson, who is going to Arizona State, I believe, who ran 44-91 in the quarter. That's the second fastest uh, of his uh, his second fastest time, excuse me. His other one came at Albuquerque, which is a little bit of altitude, still counts. Um, but forty four ninety one for him is just a remarkable time. Obviously, he I mean, he is running in elite fields doing these things and and winning these winning races. So it gives you an idea just um, of how good that mark is and just how different the U.S. is in the four hundred versus <clears throat> the mile, because that would be equivalent again to to well under four minutes. But put all that aside. I think Justin Robinson is a sleeper Olympic team member in a, in the individual 400, not just the relay. I think he has a shot at making the the team in the open four. I mean, we look at the open four and we look, we assume, assuming health that it's a, everyone's fighting for one spot, right? Cause you would assume that Norman and Curly are going to go one, two and one order or the other. Uh, and I think, yeah, that third spot's just going to be whoever's hot on that day. There's just a lot of guys, though, right? There's a lot of bodies, right? You mm-hmm. have Robinson. You have the uh, 
the North Carolina AT&T grad guys. You have Kamari, Montgomery. You have, you know, you just have a lot. You have Cherry. You have yeah, Vernon Norwood. Norwood, Strother. Will yeah, London, you have a lot of people there. Strother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it you, always seems like there's yeah. at least one crazy – it always seems like there's one person, uh, one surprise in the 400, and I think he could be it. 40, he's still – I mean, he can be it, but it is – he's still far, far away. I mean, again, he's running – he's beating his competition now, but like – okay, I don't want to – I'm not trying to – throw cold water or a wet blanket on like what he just did. Cause what he did is really good and it's impressive. I just feel like it, the, the, U, the U S 400 meter death is so hard. That would be hard for him to, he would need to be like running 43 seconds in 2020. I mean, 2021, right. sorry. I don't think, I don't think need to run 40. Far, right? You don't think you, you don't need, need to, to run 43? To get on the team? No, no. I think a I think a forty four. Now, are we talking about on the day? Are we doing the same thing that we did with the women's fifteen hundred? Are we talking about that type of shape? Or are we talking about on the day? Because I think in the four hundred, it's pretty much the same thing, right? It's not. There's not going to be a tactical four hundred. So, I think on the day, I think forty third place yeah, will run forty three high. No, 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 no. I don't think so. I think I think he'd be fine with like a forty four three. What? I don't think you. You don't. I don't think you. Do you, do you realize how rare sub forty fours are? In the in in, in those sort of settings. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, what did they he, run last year? Look at look it up. Look it up. I'll I'll keep talking. You you can look it up. Uh, in Des Moines, Fred Curley one, Michael Norman two. I think if he's going into the meet, if he's got a PB of forty four five, which I think he could get that by the time the trials roll around, I think he'd be he'd be fine. So just knocking off four tenths until then. I mean, this is not necessarily the year to to make bold pronouncements about, but I thought this before before this, when I was looking at some of his four by four splits and what he had done uh, during his junior year and beating obviously Michael Cherry in this race, it's not a bad thing. Doesn't necessarily mean he's uh, a lock to, to beat him for forever because it is such a weird year, but he's racking up wins. Um, He's got another mark now under 45 seconds. I think it looks good for him. Did you find it? No. Ugh, this is Gordon's first time on Google. Someone's yeah. Googling it right now and figuring it out. <laughs> it was well, I Nathan. I, had it. It. I, I, went to, I went to World Athletics, but then you couldn't click on it. It just showed Fred Curley's time. Fred Curley ran 43.6. Mm. I'll get and it for you because Nathan Strother got the third spot. I can tell you right now, 44-29, Nathan Strother last year to get the third spot. So something like that. Maybe it'll be a little faster. Maybe a little faster. But I don't think you need to be sub-44. Okay, what was – okay, yeah. And then 2017, the winning time was 44-03. 2016, the winning time was 43-9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So last year, though, there was two 43s, right? Going one two. Correct, correct. Yeah, that was yeah. a weird so, year. That was a fast year. Yeah. If he's in here, will you agree with this? If he's in forty four five shape going into the meet, you got to think he has a chance at least, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Man, do you remember the year when was it twenty seventeen when uh, Will London got seventh at NCAA's and then came back and made the team? <laughs> yeah, that was that was insane. <laughs> to go seventh. 
at, at USA's and then or seventh NCAA's and then you make the world championship team. Just uh, incredible turn of events there. And then the um, confidence at, is like, I always knew. And it's like, no, well, you, you didn't always know. I mean, you were the seventh best in college. And then you had a good you had a, a good run. I mean, just the confidence level of every elite athlete. It's just very different from the regular human being, right? They just, they, they believe. He's in lane you know? eight. I mean, that's what, they, that's what you, maybe he was. That's what you need that like, crazy confidence in order to be a, an elite athlete. Yeah. Yeah, I admire it. I admire it. I do not have it in my own life. Were there any other results you wanted to talk about from the weekend or any other leftover Monaco thoughts that you had? Uh, not really. I mean, there was was there any other meets besides those two, the ATL and the Music City? There wasn't any other meets, were there? Uh, those are the only ones I those are the only ones I saw. Um there was, let's see, I'm looking at race results weekly because I just got the email right now. Shout out to, to David Monty. Uh, there were some time trials in Wellesley, Mass. Eleanor, oh, Eleanor Puryear ran, well, this is from last Tuesday, but I don't think we ever talked about it. Puryear ran four flat. That was the name you were thinking of in the 1500. Yes, that we that's the yeah, There we go. Uh, so four flat, she ran, but that was last Tuesday. Which was forever ago. Now, no, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. I mean, that men's fifteen that we started with was had some pretty big names in there, but like Nick Willis and Nick Harris, the the two Nicks, I thought they both do pretty well. They end up getting last and second to last. That was a bit of a surprise. Uh, Klecker right there in the middle in six and three thirty seven. Morgan McDonald got a PR three thirty seven. Obviously, his his race is the longer stuff, but. Good to see people racing again. Oh, yeah. Sierra Brown. Sierra Brown ran. Oh, that's it. Yeah. She ran two flat. Is it two flat? She ran two flat. And Kayla Edwards ran two flat. I saw that. Yeah. Which is good for her because she dealing with the injuries. I mean, she was kind of came on. I uh, had a good 2018, was it? I think where she was mm -hmm. like on fire. She ran well indoors, ran well in outdoors. And then 2019, she was gone because of injuries. But if she's back in two flat shape, hey, you know. We didn't, yeah. we, we, there wasn't enough. There was, there was only like three women running the world standard last year. So now we're having yeah. a lot more in there. So this 800 final in 2021 should be a lot better, which I'm excited about. Yeah. So. Man, 800, 1500, 5000, 10,000 on the women's side are going to be so good next year. I'm super excited about those mid distance and distance events. Uh, let's look ahead to, Oh, it says Tuesday's meet. Should say Wednesday there on the bottom. Ah, another error. That's my second error, Gordon. We'll be able to fix. We'll fix that for for. Are you for fixing tomorrow. it? Or am I we'll fixing just, it? I'll, I'll fix it right now. I think. Okay, good. In real time, you see how the sausage is made. But Wednesday's uh, meet. So let's Wednesday. Boom. There it is. Um, Continental Tour. We saw the first stop in Turku last week. Now it goes to Hungary this week. And we see some names that we saw in Monaco. Brazier in the 600 now. We see Grant Holloway in the high hurdles, while in Jonathan's in the quarter. What are you most excited to see? Well, before we break down these these events, like you said, Brazier and Jonathan's, Christian Taylor's going to be there. What city is this meet in? <laughs> Can you tell me? This 
Yeah, this meat is in. Hold on, let me play it on Google pronunciation here. Hold on. <laughs> Shake Shakeshkevayevar. Shake S K E K E S F E H E R V A R. Shakeshkevayevar. Usually, when you type these things in, Shakeshkevayevar. Yeah. So usually, when you type these cities into YouTube and you write how to pronounce blank, and you hear it, and you're like, oh, that was easier than I thought it was going to be. This one was like way harder. Shekeshkevayevar. <laughs> like I thought it was going to be something really short. Like, oh, there's a lot of letters. But when you actually say it, it's short. Shekeshkevayevar is what I'm hearing. And that's what I'm saying. So Shekeshkevayevar, it's in Hungary. It's on Wednesday. It's live on FlowTrack. Donovan Brazier running a 600. Your prediction. All right. 600. Do we think he is going to flirt with a world record which also is the b of the american record 112 112 yes 112 81 by johnny gray a lot of people have taken shots at this mark throughout the year i remember dwayne solomon taking a crack at it i mean even rudisha didn't get it rudisha didn't get this gordon 113.10 man if he could do it that would be phenomenal i think he's built for this thing he ran the 143 so comfortable in monica I'll say he's run one thirteen seventy seven indoors, Donovan, which is the world indoor. I think he's record. I think he's gonna do it. I think he's gonna do it. I think he's gonna break this record. I think we're gonna see six hundred I mean, year history on Wednesday in Sheikh Gavayavar. What is one twelve eighty one pace like four hundred meter pace? What is that? Well, take take seventy two divided by three. And then multiply by three. And then multiply by four, which would really and multiply by two. Multiply by two. You should know this. Well, no, that would get you divided by three. Yeah, well, Hold per on, hundred, and then you multiply by four. You multiply <laughs> by two. Forty-eight five. It's 40, so it's forty-eight five pace. So can he go through it? Forty-eight. Do that. And then hold it for 200 meters more. So you're yeah, asking, you're sure. basically asking him. So he's used to, so in Monaco, he went out in about 50 point. Now that was a little slow. He's definitely gone out faster than that. So he'd have to go out second, second and a half faster than he's used to going and then hold that for another 200. It's going to be close. I think he can do it. I think it's been a big year for Brazier. I think he got that Monaco race under his belt. He got the win. Now he's used to the time zones. He's accustomed to Europe. I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see him do it. I mean, I think he's going to go out in like forty-seven. Like I think he'll mm-hmm. go out in like forty-seven mid, and then just hold on and see what happens. I mean, this guy now, can probably run a forty-four second four hundred, right? That's so, he's not lacking for confidence in his four hundred ability. If anybody listened to the podcast yeah. when he was on, he is very confident about his four hundred meter speed. Now is a chance. For him to show that 400 meter speed in this race, uh, I I wonder how the pacing is going to be. You just got to get somebody to get out there and put their foot on the gas pedal because you know try to tow him through in in 48 and then get out of the way. I hope they have a good 400 meter runner, uh, capable 400 meter runner to to do that for him because I I really think he's the perfect guy for this record. I mean, obviously Johnny oh, Gray's yeah. mark has held for this long for a reason because it's really good. But I think, I think Brazier's got that combo to do it. 
yeah, of all people to get this record, it is going to be a one forty-two guy who is also a forty-three potentially forty-three second four by four split guy. So like that's like perfect. If you can run one forty-two open and probably split a forty-three second four by four, you should be able to run one twelve. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be excited to see a world world record. So it's gonna be live yeah. and flow, right? It's a live and flow. Yeah, Sheikh Eshkavayavar. To well, your tele, to your television, to your laptop, to wherever you watch it, to your phone, whatever your preferred streaming device is, but it's going from there to here. Let's talk Holloway, thirteen nineteen, in his opener in Monaco. Looked pretty good through the first half, and then got caught and, and faded back in the pack in the second half. But now again, just like with Brazier, he's got a race under him. Hurdles, I think, take a little while to get going. You know, Andrew Pozzi's been running a bunch and 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 running really well, and he's one of the people who beat Holloway in in Monaco. So I could see Grant dipping under 13-10 here. What say you? So first of all, we didn't really talk much about Grant's performance at Monaco. He got fourth, right? Mm-hmm. Get fourth in that race? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of his do, – do you think he – why do you think he got fourth? He's better than the people he lost to. Yeah. Right? Well, I think with – yes. I think – well, Ortega, who won the race, is is legit. Obviously, that's a sub-13-second okay, yeah. guy. So you, you could see him losing to him uh, just in any old race just because that's how good Ortega is. Pazzi's been running a bunch. We saw him run a couple of days earlier in, in Turku. So that doesn't entirely surprise me. I just think a little bit of rust. That's all I think. I, I think that – you know, he's he had run one race previous in the United States, a low key meet. And I think Grant's accustomed to running a ton of races. So a timing event like the hurdles doesn't surprise me that he needs a little bit more to get going. So yeah. I expect I, I, I expect to win and I I, th- I think he'll he'll run faster than thirteen nineteen. He did say it was his this didn't make sense. He said, "Ah, it feels good to be back running. Fastest season opener ever." Wasn't it wasn't a season opener, was it? No, he ran he a run? race in Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He ran so a <laughs> Well, it's Oh no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in on July he ran two races actually. <laughs> so according to according to Tilis Tapaya, on July 25th in Claremont, he ran a 1335 and then a 1347. And then on July 29th in Marietta, Georgia, four days later, he ran 1353 and then 1350. I guess he's not so counting why, those. Because, <laughs> why is he I don't know. The season opener. <laughs> Wait, is, is, is Grant admitting that all of these meets that all these sprinters are doing domestically <laughs> are fake meets for contract purposes? If he's not considering those races to be part, he's considering them to be glorified practices? <laughs> Well, he ran. He's exposed so, it. It's not like he's running 15 seconds going over the hurdles. It it's funny though because like last year he opened at the Florida relays, uh, and then he ran a meet in Gainesville at the end of April, and then he ran the 1307 at SECs. It would have been funny at SECs. He's like, ah, 1307, fastest season opener ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> you've, you've, you've raced a bunch, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Also, a season opener when it happens in August. 17th is not the same thing as a season opener when it happens in May 17th. I, I don't know. 
I think it'll be fine. Uh, it it just looked like oh, a rhythm did, thing to me. Someone did respond to his tweet. You raced two weeks ago, and he wrote, "If running by myself counts, I apologize." Oh, uh, so he <laughs> says because he's running by himself, it doesn't count. Was he running by himself? Didn't he have competition? I thought Devin Allen ran one of those races with him. Is that did right? I make that up? Was, was that something? Ooh, in my he's head? just calling out who he he's calling out who he raced as by himself. Ooh. Well, I don't know. Let me let me let me see. I can't I can't find results from this meet. It's so hard to find results from these random small meets. You need like a degree in uh, investigative reporting or something to to get to get to the bottom of all this. Uh yeah, I think he'll be fine. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> hiddenresults.com. Uh, the other one, Wallen Jonathan in the four hundred. Raven Rogers is running that. As well, so Raven Rogers goes from the thousand that she ran in Monaco, now down to a four hundred. Jonathan's sticking with her bread and butter. She was runner up to Lena Irby in Monaco. Um, wondering how I can see Raven how she does first thing. Really? Like, yeah, Raven. She's she split forty nine seconds in four by fours at Oregon. Uh, I think that and w- Wadeland just ran fifty one. I can see Raven. I mean, Wadeland Raven. They sound the same. Wait. What is it, Wadlin or Wadlin? I've said Wadlin, Jonathan. I apologize Wadlin. if I've been saying it incorrectly, but I, I think Raven's going to win that race. I think she mm-hmm. runs like fifty flat low and wins it. Okay. Um, should mention in those high hurdles, Ortega is there along with Pascal Martino Lagarde. So that's a that could be a legit, legit race there. Uh, joining Brazier in the six hundred, Andres Arroyo. Among others, Wesley Vasquez, who was a fast starter when he was running in in Doha, which certainly helped Brazier get that American record. Uh, men's two hundred, uh, Burke is in there. J- Adam Jamili, Christophe Lamet, Simbine as well. Triple jump should be good if all these guys show up. Christian Taylor. You have Pedro Pablo Pichardo, who was p- posting some big marks a couple of years back. Um, so that one could be could be pretty dang good as well, too, for you field vendors out there. 400, I'm looking at the start of this. Yeah, it should be Rogers and – man, Rogers PR, 5206. You think that lasts? Hell no. She's run like 49. <laughs> She's split. Hold on. I'm That's her kidding. PR? That's what it's listed That's on not... here, 5200. I don't know. Let's – what I'm seeing here. This edition of Gordon Googles is brought to you by. Yeah, she split yeah. 49.77 in 2017. There's no relay split in the Olympics, so. Oh, and here's another split that she has a. F- oh, yeah, 49.77. But it's 52.06. Is that, the, is that there actually? I wonder Probably. if she ran that. Uh, I wonder if she. She ran a bunch of indoor 400s too. Oh yeah, 5206 50- Eugene May May 4th 2018. Yeah. Pretty crazy. 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 Oh, she got a PR. All right. So that's Wednesday. Wednesday. So here's the I'm thing. Double checking on me. We're, it's a Make it's sure a Monday true. podcast, right? Everyone loves Monday podcasts. Mm-hmm. What are we going to talk about tomorrow? If we're previewing the meet from a Wednesday on a Monday, what are we doing on Tuesday? Tomorrow, we're previewing Lincoln's return because Lincoln is coming back Wednesday. Ooh. So we're going to break down our 10 favorite moments when Lincoln was gone. 
So why is Lincoln like not coming back today? Why is he coming back on a Wednesday as opposed to on a Monday? Because I said, hey, Continental Tour is Wednesday. Can you can you make it? And he said, hey, if it's in sketch of ah, – man, I forgot how to say it again. Just, oh, it's, it sounds again. like Sheshwan. It is. Sheikesh Vahayar He's ready. He's ready to go. He wants to see. He wants to see Brazier. He wants to see Grant Holloway. He wants to see that women's four hundred. That's that's why he's coming back. Uh, I don't know. We could talk about cross country more tomorrow. Do you want to do that? Oh, do you yeah. want to do our I'm things a... that we're gonna be sad we're missing? Yeah. Did you see the uh, report? Uh, Dave Smith did a little mini press conference. Dave Smith, Oklahoma State head coach, who is was supposed to host the NCAA championships. Uh, he said that we're going to still have a meet on November 21st in Stillwater. And if you want to come, you can come. But we're, 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 we're racing on that day. So I think he's going to try to put together a little exhibition. Okay. Kind of interesting. We should, get, we should get Dave on the pod to okay. talk about. Well, he went on the Ryan and Alex pod. I don't know. I know. He's- if he's going to do both pods, that's a, that's a lot. He needs a lot of media requests. I mean, ours is yeah. Ryan and Alex stealing all the the best guests from us. It's, it's not cool, Ryan and Alex. You guys left Flow Track years ago. Come on, why you got to come back? I'm just kidding. Everyone loves Ryan and Alex. I love Ryan and Alex. They're like the same person. The first name Ryan, last name Alex. Middle name and. So. Actually, it's right. not and. We'll it's the Amper Stamp logo. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ryan and Alex. All right, we'll leave it there. there Flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Tune in tomorrow to find out what we talk about. Is it Lincoln? Is it cross country? Is it more about Continental Tour? Thanks to Alon for producing. We'll talk to you then.